Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Ned's app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Oi, oi. How you doing, Mutt? Mate, good. It's been a good week. Has it? Tell yeah. me more. Well, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Rocks and diamonds. Champagne and razor blades. Would you like the good news or the bad news first? Uh, I'm the type who's a real, give me the bad news first. Okay. Because how, how bad could it possibly be? Well, in the whole scheme of things, it's not that bad. But mm. I had the first bit of car trouble that I've had. For a long time. Not Larry. Larry. Oh, no. Larry, for the uninitiated, is a 2002 Mitsubishi Lancer, one of the greats of all time. Mm. I think I got him with 80,000 on the clock, had him for at least eight to nine years, Mm. and he's only done 50,000 because I just don't drive him. In that time. Yeah. Right. But Larry, the young fella, I think he drove over a – well, he didn't. I did. Um, <laughs> drove over a, a pair of pliers on the way to work this week. It's a very specific item. Well, I saw them on the road. And I tried to avoid them, but I didn't. So, and then get to get to work. Check the check the tires. Not they're all sweet. Check it again at lunch. One of them's flat. And I'm like, oh, shit, shit. So, get RSCQ on the blower. My roadside assist is like. Um, it, my membership ended, so I had to sign up for that again. If you use it within 24 hours, there's a loading fee. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> how much is this going to sting me? They come out. They put my um, my spare on because I'm at work, so I can't really spend yeah. time putting on my spare. And to be honest, I could probably do uh, change my spare tire, but I don't yep. think I have a jack. So get them out. They change it. That's fine. You know, the spare's on there, whatever. The next day... Oh, no. Go to 
woolies and my spares flat. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on here? Mate, Larry's had a double amputation. He has. He has. They've taken both of his right feet. And then um, so I worked from home today, got uh, one of them repaired, and then the spare I just found out was 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that might have something to do with it. So Larry's got a new set of shoes. Yeah. He's looking good. Brand new pair of RMs. Yeah, new pair of RMs. Treated himself. So mm. luckily he wasn't that steep. Wasn't that steep. Yeah. Thinking about 400 roadside assist and then repairing a new tyre. So altogether it could be a lot worse. How much is the rest of Larry worth? Heaps. <laughs> Sentimental value? Um, oh, millions. Huge amounts. He's, he's dragged us up and down the coast plenty of times. He has. In one piece, might I add. Yeah. You know, he's a people mover. Mm. Um, but the good news, and this goes to the whole drifter family. Ooh. Mate, we have had the best start ever to a series. I'm not surprised. We've smashed the record books. Last Our Winx episode, Winx Stakes episode last week, broke all the records. I'm not surprised. Uh, I, f- I felt like there was something in the air mm. heading into that episode. You know what? It could be the makeover in the studio. It could it have been be. the bonus episode with yours truly, Richo. Mm-hmm. Shout out, mate. Know you're listening. Um, good to see that you're out of Quasa, brah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think there's just – there's a thing called momentum mm. in life, mate. Yep. And, you know, once it starts building – just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Let the good times roll. Yeah. That's good news, man. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's uh no. Thank you so much for uh making it such a good start. And we love putting out the content, so we're gonna keep on firing. But anything else that you had to add? Nah, mate, it's been a good week, you know. Uh can't complain. Uh, you know, getting through the week in one piece, uh Friday tomorrow. More like Friday. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, nah, man, nothing to really add. Um, it was a great day on Saturday from a punning perspective. Mm. Uh, you know, it was good to see a lot of great horses resume their preparations. And, you know, there's plenty more. Yes. This Saturday. Absolutely. Before we get into the horse racing, one thing I did do during the week was listen to the Joe Rogan North Korea Podcast? Have you heard of it? Have you listened to it? I've listened to bits and pieces on YouTube. Is that with the defector? Yeah. yeah. Uh, apologies about this pronunciation. It's going to be one of the worst of all time. Uh, Yoni, yeah. How would you? How would you pronounce that? Yonmi Park. Yonmi Park. There you go. Or Yonmi Park. Mate, puts life into perspective a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure oh. does. I'd rather be living here than North Korea. Holy smokes. What are they doing over there, mate? Oh, mate. There's a bit on. Hey, Queenslanders, you're going to have to wear your mask for another week. Oh. Meanwhile, in North Korea, Bruh. 
Mate, meanwhile, I'm in Afghanistan as well. Mm. We're not a we're not a political podcast. No. Nor do we pretend to have any political clout whatsoever. Mm-mm. But you're right; it puts everything in perspective. Mate, makes me just feel eternally lucky that I live in this great city in this great land. So, um, yeah, not going to shout out North Korea because <laughs> they are a bunch of dogs, all of them. So, uh, apologies to our North Korean listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off the show if you're listening. Mm. Uh, and, mate, they don't have internet, so they can't listen. True. So they can't even get no ladbrokes.com forward slash blog. No, they can't. That's a real shame. It is a real shame. But funny you say that, special interest brought yeah. to you by the good people at Ladbrokes. This week, what are we doing? We're talking about finals, finals footy. Just around the corner, isn't it? It's just around the corner. Uh, we've got AFL starting. We've got two more rounds of rugby league and it's a great time of year finals time and we're going to talk about finals momentum specifically and we're Mm. going to talk about multiple codes not Mm -hmm. just here in australia but also internationally i keep looking at that camera this is tripping me out i feel like imagine if you're on like a tv show yeah and you've got multiple cameras you don't really know where to look that's why they always mess it up yeah i'm just gonna just getting there right now. Yeah. Anyways, so we're talking about finals momentum, mm-hmm. uh, talking about some of the great finals runs, unexpected runs. Yes. So I'll kick it off. Go on. With Parramatta Eels in 2009. <laughs> All aboard the Jared Hayne plane. I thought it was a train. <laughs> no, it's the Hayne plane. <laughs> Final destination, prison. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. To be honest, though, that year he was next level good. <laughs> so Parramatta finished eighth yeah, bro. Uh, in the finals, well, heading into the finals in 2009. Beat the minor premiers, the Dragons, on their way into the NRL grand final where they lost, mate, only 23-16 to a storm side that wasn't necessarily playing by the rules. <laughs> no, they weren't, were they? So that's, that's one hell of a run through the finals. And, yeah, Jared Hay had played some of the best rugby league you'll ever see. Turbo-esque, you might say. Mate, it was literally turbo-esque, which is in- insane to think that Turbo's putting out numbers mm. pretty much every game this year that yeah. are probably, to be honest, better than what Jared Hayne did uh, during that finals run. Yeah, unbelievable. And I don't know the exact stat, but weren't they at like round, round 18 or 16 or something? They were like 13th. Mate, they had to. I think it was something ridiculous. They had to win like their last four or five games just to make the finals. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy finals run. So yeah. I'll always remember it because the Dragons were minor premiers and lost to the Broncos in the first round of the finals and then lost to the Eels, so they went out in straight sets. But lucky full redemption the next year. So Absolutely. Well, you've started well. You've started well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back the clock a bit. Not not too far. But the Adelaide Crows of nineteen ninety eight. Mm. So what I've just realised is what I've written down isn't in, front, in this on the screen in front of me, so bear with me. But what they did was they were the premiers the year before, mm. and it was a different final system. So first played eighth, which the NRL used to do as yep. well until more recently. Um, but yeah, the AFL they back then they used to do that as well. But yeah, the Crows, I think up until about round eight that year, they'd only won like two games. And then they just went on this massive winning streak. Up until the finals, they won 10 in a row. And then they got absolutely pumped by the Demons in the first round. And then they went on one of the great runs of all time. They mm. beat – I think they beat 
uh, either the Dogs or uh, Sydney. They beat them leading into the grand final where they beat North Melbourne who were basically the team of the 90s. Mm. But North Melbourne had 30 scoring shots at goal in the grand final and Adelaide only had like 20. Gee whiz. Yeah. But um, yeah, Adelaide, they just like – it's crazy. They lost by about 10 goals and then they won by – I think they won by 60 or 70, then they won by 27, then they polished off North Melbourne by about four goals in the final. <laughs> Not bad. 90s footy. Shithouse to penthouse. Yeah. In a week. The definition. Yeah. Mate, 90s AFL would have been a bit of a rough and ready, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of space on the field, but then like, you, you, yeah, there was a lot of running straight. Yeah. Or stiff arms. Yeah, I love to see it. Yeah. 90s rugby league was great too. Yeah. It's just brutal sport. Um, yeah. I'd have to – I reckon I'd enjoy that. I, th- I remember watching um, – might have been – was it the Broncos? Did they win in 2000? Yeah, they did. Against the Roosters? Can't remember who it was against, but yeah. it was in 2000, yeah. I think it was the Roosters and I remember watching that on KO and there was unlimited – Rotations. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Mm. It was just, just bloke coming on, coming and off the field. It was crazy. Yeah, and yeah, the Bronx shit hot side. Lottie, you had Shane Webke, Big Dell, Big Dell, Lockyer, Alfie, back. Alfie, Kevy. Yeah, it's a stack side. It is. It's a ridiculous. Mick good Devere, side. Mick Devere, Staples, <laughs> Staples, Staples Devere. Jeez, nah. So that's a Bronco side that. You know, I reckon just solidified the fan base and made them so strong. Oh, God, yeah. But <sighs> looks like Redcliffe is going to be coming to Brisbane pretty soon. Yeah, that's good. It's great. They've got, you know, heaps of pokey machines behind them. Yeah. Heard the, back, had, the backbone of every great club. Absolutely. I heard they had $80 million in the bank for yeah. funding. Unbelievable. Mate, you should, you should see their leagues club. I saw it on the television just the other week. It's incredible. It was – so I saw Reese Walsh kicking for goal for the Warriors and behind it was just a couple of old codgers having a schooner. People of Redcliffe <laughs> demand a rugby league side. So they bloody and should. They Anyways, um, moving on, I'm going to take us to one of the biggest competitions in the world, the NBA. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, uh, for any – aficionados of NBA who are listening, the Dallas Mavericks one. And that was also the first year that LeBron mm. went to Miami and joined mm-hmm. forces with Chris Bosh and Dwyane Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dallas finished third in the, in the Western Conference. So they had a pretty good season. But heading into the finals, they had to beat Portland, who had mm. a good side, had to beat the Lakers, who had Kobe Bryant. Wow. And that's 2011 Kobe. So they'd won in 2010. So that was still a good side. And they beat the Thunder. So that's Kevin Durant, Westbrook, and Harden as sixth man. Just to, just to finally come up against the Heat in the finals. Oh, shit. <laughs> LeBron James as like a 26 or 27-year-old in his absolute prime. Mm. Dwayne Wade, same age. Chris Bosh, same age. All three of the best players in the comp. Mate, Dirk Nowitzki. Put the rest of Dallas on his back, the whole of Texas actually on his back, <laughs> and carried them home in six games. So he got finals MVP, averaged 26 points and 9.7 rebounds. But no one was tipping 
Dallas to nah. win the comp, but they just went on one of the all-time runs and beat some serious opposition. Mate, KD, Westbrook and Harden, thunder. Huge. After beating Kobe, mm. just to come up against LeBron. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> they did it the hard way. You're Dirk. Poor Dirky. Dirks. <laughs> Dirk or Dirk. Yeah, just abs- <laughs> absolutely struggling. But came away with the silverware. Didn't they? Mm. That was a good one. Uh, my second and final one is the 2016 Western Bulldogs. Reckon one of the most famous of all time. Has to be. Mm. Huge assist by the AFL for them, though. So they, at the time, I remember, they were just limping into the final series. Mm. It was the first year of the bye before the final series, <coughs> which they took to full effect. And they they played the Eagles over in Perth on the first week, knocked them off by like 44 points or something. Mm. Then they went to – who did they beat in the second round? They went – oh, yeah, they finished the Hawthorne dynasty in the second yeah. round. They just won the last three. Bang. And then they knocked off GWS, which was the second highest watched AFL game in history. Really? Under grand finals. Yeah. That's insane. Because dog supporters, long-suffering supporters. Mm. At the time, longest premiership drought in history. 62 years. Um, and then, yeah, they knocked off the Swans and we, we played it on our podcast oh. just, the, just the other week. <laughs> <laughs> Big uh, BT. Shout out to Big T- BT. Yeah. Mate, he's in a bit of strife. He thing. is, yeah. I just saw that today. Yeah, so did I. Don't know. Yeah, don't like matches around gas for all of you listening yeah. at home. So. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, shout out to BT. Hope you're doing well, bro. But mm. um, yeah, 62 years and now, what's that, 64? That's the last time the Demons have won. So they're 67 years, longest drought at the moment. That's a long time, isn't it? Well, the longest one I can remember was 72. That was Sydney slash South Melbourne. Right, okay. In 2005. Right. So 67's getting up there. Oh, man, that's a long time. Mate, the last time the Demons won the Premiership, decimal currency wasn't even a thing. Gee whiz. Yeah, so the- 67 years, mate. That is- Imagine imagine being like five and you're your team and you first start to figure out what it actually means. Yeah. Or even when you're 10. Yeah. 67 years later, you're serious 77 year old bloke. You could be brown bread, bro. Hey, you could have lived and been brown bread three times over. 100%. People are unlucky. They are. (laughs) Jeez. I feel like that's going to happen to me with the Broncos. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can can say that I've seen a Dragons premiership. Yeah. Well, the Bronx was 2006, so I probably could as well. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Um, I'm finishing it up with something that you definitely probably wouldn't have heard of. Please. Because I hadn't until I did a little bit of digging. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the FA Cup is? Uh, no. So it's basically in uh, England, it's a competition where every single team in the country mm-hmm. can enter. Gotcha. So it doesn't matter if you're little pleb team down the road with captain coach Johnny and, you know, you're from a town of 5,000 people. Gotcha. You can enter this competition and you have the potential to play Liverpool. Right. But the, the higher-up teams don't enter until later on in the competition, if that makes sense, to save them, you know, going to these pleb towns. And no offence to pleb towns in England, but um, and it's sort of having to go through that way. So anyway, there's a team called Lincoln City Imps. The Imps. I-M-P-S, Imps. Wow. Which is sick. And they represent a town called Lincoln, which has 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
they went on an insane FA Cup run. So they play in the fifth tier in right. England. So okay. Prem's obviously the top, and then you got the Champions League, and then yeah. I think it's League One, and it goes all the way down. So fifth tier. Wow. So they started in the fourth qualifying round. So you to even get into the competition, you have to qualify if you're a smaller team. I think the Premier League teams don't enter until maybe the second round or something like that. Gotcha. Anyway, so they started in the fourth qualifying round against a team in the same comp as them. They won. Get into the first round. They won. Second round. One. Third round. One. Fourth round, they beat Burnley um, at that time. No, it's in the fourth round, sorry, they beat a Champions League team, mm. which is the, t- the tier below Premier League. Yeah. And then they get into the fifth round against Burnley, who at the time was a Premier League side, and they beat them. <laughs> and they get knocked out in the quarters against Arsenal 5-0, which it's Arsenal, right? But – so essentially quarters is eight teams left in the whole of England, Lincoln City from a town of 10,000 people in the fifth tier competition. I'm trying to put this into context. I reckon it's like not even the Brisbane Lions reserve side in the NEFL. No. Now the BFL would be their, like their reserve side, their seconds. Probably. So basically their third side. It'd be like Aspley. <laughs> nah, Aspley's, Aspley's in the VFL. So is it? It's be, it'd be their... Reserve side, yeah, it's, yeah. So it'd be like that, making making it into like the the finals of the AFL. That is uncomprehendable. <laughs> that is mind blowing. So the guy who coached them was a PE teacher. What? <laughs> yeah, mate. How insane is that? FA Cup. How how many pages on Google did you go to find this? Man, I literally just I, – I, I thought that something might like this might have happened in the FA Cup because I've sort of got a bit of familiarity around it and I yeah, knew right. that, you know, you know, local clubs can just, you know, potentially play against, you know, Liverpool in their yeah. home stadium or Newcastle at St. James. It's like – so I was like, I wonder if anything crazy has ever happened. Mate, this is in 2017. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That would have been around when Leicester won. What is going on? Man, just a bizarre time. Yeah. Far out. But anyway, good times. Lincoln City, look it up, champions. Yeah. Well, that's it. Shout out to Labrokes, mm. one of the great bookies of all time. Uh, you can read all our articles and they have some other decent articles on there as well. They definitely do. Labrokes blog. Uh, head down to the special interest section. You'll see stuff about horse racing, footy, all that good stuff. So head on there, check it out, or hit our link in bio. It'll be there too. Cheerhoo, baby. Sweet ears. But, mate, on to this weekend of racing. So, mm. last weekend, pretty good start, I'd say. Moanga. Yeah. Mate, I didn't I didn't have him in. I didn't, even, I didn't even look at him. No. But uh, Josh McClellan did. And funnily enough, on the podcast, we said another season for J-Mac picking outside winners. Mate, Moanga was like 10, 11 bucks. 11 bucks. Uh, listen to Annabelle Nisham and she's like, um, first up last prep, that was when he was at Caulfield and big flashing light on him. And she's like, didn't have the blinkers on him. Chuck the blinkers on him this time because I always think about that run and what it could have been. And I was like, ah, well, there you go. She's a, she's good, man. Yeah. She's very, very talented. So she knows, she knows her animals. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye on Mwanga. I'd, Look, he's not one of mine, but I'd, lo- I'd love to see uh, a three-year-old from last autumn 
go on to bigger and bigger things. Also heard that Zaki, who's under her care, mm. has the mile, or he used to at least, have the mile record at Epsom. No way. Yeah. And basically, when he won the Doom and Cup, she's like, that paid for his trip over the here and then some. Mm. So I think he was quite cheap because that must have been a while ago because he's been pretty average. Yeah, well, I remember we were talking Europe. about him and um, and whoever was representing Annabelle Nisham at the time or the representing <laughs> the owners of Zaki now, I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, we're talking about how they wanted him from when he was like a three-year-old mm. and they just wouldn't they just wouldn't sell him, wouldn't sell him and they finally got him because he wasn't doing that great. Mm. Annabelle Nisham. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. To the Memsey Stakes at Caulfield this weekend. Race eight on your programs. 1,400 metre, group one, wafer rage. Mate, better field, I think, from last compared to last week. I think yeah. there's a bit bit more going on here. And if there was – if Avantage accepted here and probably Bill went here, oh, crikey. Yeah. That would have been a top-tier group one for mine. But you still got a decent decent race here. Uh, top of the market, you have Behemoth, you have Bo Rossa, and you, of course, have Tefane. Mm. Where'd you land? Yeah, I, f- I found it actually pretty tough, mate. It was interesting the statistics you posted today regarding barriers and all that sort of stuff with the Memsey. And I guess from the shoot at Caulfield, 1,400 metres, you probably want to be in an inside barrier and mm. you probably want to get a good sit. I noticed I, I rewatched um, Behemoth's run last year and he just had the perfect run. Yeah. Right back behind, on the fence. Right behind the speed. Could see Tefane having a similar run this year. Mm. Uh, but also big tick for Behemoth, Jamie Carr. Jay Carr. So from barrier nine, a little bit awkward, but there's tons of speed around him. So I can see Jamie just parking him behind them. Maybe mm. two, two pairs back maybe. Yeah. And getting him there. Uh, what did you think of his last run? Who behemoth? Yeah, um, good. I saw enough uh, yeah. from him. Bo Rossa, if you go back way back to the first podcast, I said this horse. He was my Caulfield Guineas horse. I was just a year too early. Mm. This horse has serious talent, and what they're doing, which I can't actually believe they're doing. And what do I know? I'm a punter, <laughs> not a trainer, but they're riding him forward. Yeah, ride him quiet. Mm. Taking away his brilliance. Yeah. I saw that too. And I thought that was bizarre because they've got the inside barrier and just take a seat. Yeah. I don't know. They, I think with the with the inside barrier, it probably suits his now racing style. I think he could get quite quite um get a good good sit in the uh in the run, but I think he hasn't gone up against this quality of field. So I'm gonna have to let Bo Rossa go without me. On him, I th- mate, I actually like the draw for Behemoth here. Barry Nine, Jay Carr on board. He won't know that she's on board. Oh, she's soft hands. the softest hands in, in all of Australia, Jamie Carr. Yeah. You know, she's just been moisturising it for, you know, I'd say, what, 25 years? Mate, I reckon she could compete with punter in the slips. That's how soft her hands are. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. So. Just a little, <laughs> little punter. <laughs> Um, Behemoth for me on top loves Caulfield won this last year um, could be a three time group one winner at Caulfield over the 1400 by the end of Saturday I just think yeah I think he's going to be sitting three wide with a bit of cover um, 
because there is a bit of speed in this race. So he can just get comfortable. And if he gets any clear air, which he should from that barrier, I think he's just going to be far too strong with that run under his belt from uh, Morfittville. So he's the one, he's the pony I want to be on. Yeah, I think I'm with you, mate. If I, if you look back at his last prep, he had a disappointing run in the Goodwood, but it just didn't suit him the pace of that race. Uh, Sabatox will absolutely stole that up front. He's run a third and an all-star mile behind Mugger 2, who looks like the most jacked horse I've ever seen in my life and was just built to win that race. Russian Camelot, my guy, runs second in that race, and, you know, he's got a lot of lot of – a lot of special stuff to him that's just gone down the drain, Russian Kamala. Oh. Um, before that, he's run behind three pretty good horses, probably Arcadia Queen and Mystic Quickie. It was so disappointing. And he was disappointing. He was. And then he, he won him off. So, look, I, I think it's I think he's back on track. He's probably who I'm going to have on top as well. Uh, we, we, talk, we spoke about Tefane. Uh, I know that you're a fan of her. Reason why you haven't got her on top? Um, she needs a run. I agree. So, but the thing is, is like her 1400 meter profile is unbelievable. She's mm. only raced four times. She's won three group ones at the distance and the other run, she ran second, uh, in the BRC sprint and it was 1350. Yeah. So it was probably like 50 meters too short. She probably wins the race. Yeah. Do you think she has some residual fitness from that winter carnival? Yeah. But I think... They were talking about her being stretched out to the 1600 or the Cox Plate. Basically, everything's so the 1600 Empire Rose or the Cox Plate. So it's basically like all options are on the table. I don't think she's going to be fully wound up here. I agree. I think she could win this just based on her current form. But, yeah, I think she's got uh, her eyes on the Cox Plate to find out after her cracking winter carnival. So for me, going to leave her. A uh, few others in the market at, at bigger odds. Um, Sierra Sue, your girl Colette, uh, Aegon, um, and Inspirational Girl. Thoughts on them? Inspirational Girl provides a lot of interest to me. Oh, God, yeah. But I think she's also on a Cox Plate path. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting uh, with um, O'Brien taking over the training of her to see how she'll run. Yeah. That's stable from what I've heard. I haven't gone into the stats too hard, but I think they're lacking a bit of luck at mm. the moment. Um, usually they're just on top of their game, but I think they're struggling to find consistent winners at this at the moment. But that quality of stable, they'll turn around, no doubt. Damien Lane on board, always a tick. Mm. Um, other runners, Sierra Sue, she was impressive last time out, but... It's a different gravy. Very here. different gravy. Very different gravy. I think eleven bucks <laughs> is is probably a little bit unders for her. Rock bottom odds for mine. Mm. Aegon. Um, so apparently last prep uh, just got a bit tired. Um, the big thing about this horse is Andrew Fordsman, if that is indeed his name, on RSM was saying basically he does his very best running fresh, mm. and he loves. A, uh, a hard track so he found soft tracks and he was deep into a preparation when he peed it out in uh in the sydney spring uh in the sydney autumn sorry um so i do think he he could definitely feature and at the at the double figure odds he's probably like 
the longest price horse I want to play with in this mm. race. The the rest, I'm I'm happy for them to go around without me. Hundred percent, Colette, Barry twelve, dry deck. Uh, I prefer to watch. She's um she's got bigger things in mind as well. Yeah, I just I'm I'm confused about her now because like they were talking Sydney Cup with her at one stage, and then they ran her in. I don't even think they went to the Queen Elizabeth from memory. Maybe they did. Uh, uh, no, Queen of the Turf. So they took her to the Rambit and then they went back to the 1600. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. No, yeah. fair enough, mate. Um, so for me, I've got Behemoth on top. I think Tefano will run a cracking race into second. Um, and then third for me, you know what? I think I'd like to see Inspirational Girl feature. Yeah. Yeah, I had similar. I'm going to drop Tafane out and have Aegon in yeah. the top three. Um, so, but yeah, very similar, mate. Mm. Um, but good stuff. Let's see. Now we've got – we need to um, try and get this young man on the phone. Mm. But he, he is he is a bit busy, so we'll, we'll try our luck. Pulled up a bit sore, I heard. Yeah. Hello. Milney. Milney, you got us? Hello. You oh got no. us, bra? Oh, no. Hold on. Let's try this again. Hello. Milney, you got us now, bra? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Oof, you got us nervous there for a second, bra. <laughs> No, I couldn't hear anything. I was like, what's going on here? Then, because I'm, I'm at footy training, I thought, maybe I'm in a bad spot. Mate, your, priori- right. your priorities are right, Milne. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I said the heart just said, I'll be at training, but um, I've, got, I've got the phone in my pocket. I've just actually gone down with a hamstring. So, <laughs> nah. I think it's a hamstring. <laughs> Except I pulled out a fucking piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good man. You're a built, good man. Built like a violin, I heard, mate. Hey? Built like a violin, I heard. Yeah, the hamstrings are. Yeah, they're like violin strings. <laughs> no good. Uh, mate, so thanks for jumping on. Um, you've been, mate, you've been uh, listening to the podcast for a while, which has been yeah. outstanding stuff. Yeah, um, good lad. Yeah, good, good listen. Yeah, thanks, brother. Uh, so tell us, tell us about the Memsey. Who do you like? Oh, look, I've, um, I've narrowed it. Oh, I spent yeah, probably forty-seven and a half minutes looking at it, <laughs> and I've narrowed it down. Narrowed it down to eleven. I think there's twelve runners. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one you're leaving out? <laughs> and then, and then when that happens, you just you just go to class. So I thought I'll just I'm, I've landed with um, the top of fifty stars. Fifty stars. Tell us why. Yeah, why? Great fucking question. <laughs> nah, look. <laughs> but actually, if you look at it last prep, um, it was freshened up and it went went to a fourteen hundred. Um, in the all age, I think it was in Sydney mm-hmm. Group One, and only finished about one and a half off them. Yeah, okay. So I reckon if they do it do it up front um, and they go a bit too hard, yeah, it'll be could could come home late and uh, sneak a place, mate. So yeah, it's tough, tough race. 31s, holy smokes. That's yeah, good going. And, yeah, and the typical, what 
I'm back at 17. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. I might, I might cash out and go again. Hey, Johnny Allen's in some good form. Yeah, he's a, he's a good jockey. Yeah, yeah follow him a bit. He, he rides up nearly every day of the week. Yeah, man, he's a, he's Not a work- that I look every day of the week. He's a workhorse like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah. nah, man, we love we love juicy stuff here. That's good. Thanks, yeah. Melanie. All right, yeah, man. but uh, yeah, it's hard. I also like um, Aegon too. It was good first up, yeah, um, last prep, and then it was nearly a good thing on paper against I think Lions won Malunga. Oh, mate, mm. one two in that race when it was second up. So. I think you just made yeah, it'll, a lot it'll of. Run. I'll probably back by. Yeah. Back. I think you made a lot of punters just cry then, just thinking about Aegon oh, going down that day. But yeah, no, I've looked. Yeah, well, even when I saw it, it was tears. And- <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what else do you like? What do you, give us something rough throughout the day? Um, something else rough. We'll go. We'll go to Doombin. I don't normally bet in Doombin, but um, the horse there I like is actually scratched in race four, running race five. Poppy again, Matawi. I think it's about sixteen. Yep. Um, Jaden Lloyd, pretty good joggy. Claims three on it, so he'll come down pretty nice in the way. Um, he's been running okay, but um, yeah, if you go back to his form, um, especially some of the metropolitan races in Sydney, it reads pretty well for it. So I reckon, um, yeah, he'll he'll go all right at sixteen bucks. So is that race five number number one? Number one, Matawi. Matawi. Beautiful. Yep. All right, mate. Give us an each way. Um, Landon is. I, I really like Melbourne. I normally just go to Melbourne, so I'll go back there. Um, race three, number three, Lunacorn. Mm, um, still yep. pretty. Still, yeah, still pretty lightly raced. Um, and it's coming coming off some um, some nice group group races of late. Back to a benchmark ninety, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it is. Not in front of a computer, but um, car rated in a trial or jump out, and she's she's um, sticking with it. Um, if you have, actually look at look at the replay last start um, in the group two, Queen of the South at Morfordville, it dead set. Have you have you seen it? No. Have a look at it anyway. Yeah. Dead set looked like it was in the ring with Ali. <laughs> it's ricocheted off about fifteen horses, and then just yeah. Hopefully, it's actually. I think it's still stuck. I don't think it's out yet. Hopefully, it gets a run Saturday. <laughs> um, I didn't mind Anavisto in that race. Yeah. Yeah, for Mick Price and uh, yeah. Kent. But, all righty, mate. Give us one more. Who's your Who's your best of the day? Best? Oh, I like um, Artorias again in Melbourne, race four. Oh, God, Number yeah. one. Um, group one winner in the Blue Diamond. Uh, I think that was at 1,200 over four field as well, so kick. Um, and then in the slipper, it said it looked like it had had 14 schooners at the tavern before it raced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, watch the replay. It doesn't run straight. Um, he starts to charge was, home, though, doesn't like, he? Yeah, it was like 16 lengths off him at the turn and had the audacity to come run home and run six, so... If uh, I think it might be too classy for these ones, didn't didn't look like it trialed too well, but I think Friedman said that's just it. So I don't know, I'm happy to happy to throw in some all ups. Yeah, they they leave him by himself the majority of the time because uh, yeah, right. yeah, he's a bit of a 
Well, I think he gets a bit excited mm. being a cult, so still has his nuts. Yeah, right still has his yeah, nuts. He'll have, he'll have bigger fish to fry, no doubt, but I reckon he might be too good for him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a, that's not a bad shout. But, mate, thanks for thanks for jumping on. You, you going to watch the yeah, races no, on like, Saturday? Am I going to watch them? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a semi-final in footy, and it's, um, <laughs> thank God. Queensland Rugby decided to put it on at 11.30, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank God. Yeah. So you got a semi, no, mate. Um, Souths versus who? Uh, we're playing Jeeps, actually, so should be in by about 48 or something. Yeah, right. Is that a, is that a Ballymore, <laughs> is that a Ballymore mate, or is nah, that at Souths? Yeah, it's at nah, North, actually, because Ballymore's getting refurbed, I think. So. No, nah, but Jeeps will be, they'll be handy, mate. Always are, so it'll be good fun. All right, we'll go south, mate, 11.30, Saturday morning. Yeah. Cheers, I better stop stretching now and get back into it. <laughs> Beauty, mate. Go well. Thanks for that, mate. We'll, um, nah, thanks, folks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have a schooner soon. Yeah, it's easy. See ya. Thanks, Finley. See, See ya. See you, bro. What a man. 31s, 50 stars. 50. Do, you know what, do you know what's funny? <laughs> When he was like, it's a field of 12, I've narrowed it down to about 11. I was like, who'd you get rid of? 50 stars. <laughs> I was actually about to say that. <laughs> watch, watch it win now. Holy jewelry. 31s. Oh, holy smokes. I'm, I'm still shocked it's not his roughie of the day, to be honest. But but yeah. he's going. He's doing, he's doing. done the form in Brisbane as well. So Oh, you love to see it. What a man. But on we go to our Juicy Steaks. Here, mate. So, oh, crikey, we're getting up, getting mm. up in length. So, we'll rip through this, but uh, we're going to post up our uh, basically our ledger for our juicy stakes bet. So, I think I'm up one unit. You're slightly down. But the drifter of the week, mate, he had a cracking week. So, his roughy got scratched, but then he had a shot of Irish ran third and his best corner pocket won. So, drifters of the week, they're three units up. Mm. And look, I'm sure uh, that Milne's going to jag something at big odds, so no pressure on us. Absolutely. But, of course, before we get stuck in, you have to remember punters. You have to gamble responsibly. 100%. Gamble responsibly, guys. Um, and, you know, make sure that if there is any issues, that you call for help. Yes, and that number is 1800 858 858. That's the Gambling Help Hotline. But, and you can also find out some info at www.gamblinghelponline.org.au. So always have a bet, have a bit of fun, but do it within your means. But, mate, please, juicy stakes time. What's your roughie of the day? Mate, if you actually go to race six in Melbourne, uh, horse we mentioned before, Probabil, she's not my roughie. <laughs> I was going to I was going <laughs> to stop you for a moment there. She's not Maruffy. Uh I, I think she's a, a really good chance to win that. But there's a horse that's got, been going really well that finished off uh, its last two races um, running into second. That's number nine, Parlophone. About 13 bucks at the moment with laddies. Um, 56 kilos with Benny Mellon on the back uh, where Probabil's the top weight, 60 kegs. Comes out of barrier two, should be able to get a sit. Watched it last race, and if it got a, a more economical run, would have won. So I think 13 bucks is, is a great price for it. Look, I think probably will be very hard to beat. I think Instant Celebrity and La Mexicana are also good horses, but I'm, I'm happy to have a little bit of a spec each way on Parlophone at that price. There you go. La, La, La Mexicana has been scratched as well. Okay, there you go. So, um, wow. Okay. 
Beautiful. Um, my rough one of the day, if you go to race seven on the card, now, 1,700 metres. This, this is a tough race. race. It is, but mm. I think I've found something. Now, after scratching, uh, after the emergencies are going to get pipped, there's going to be 16 runners mm. if the rest run. So you're going to have to get a price here. You just have to because I think it's $7 the field. So it's not that hard to find some value. You know who's just turning up week after week and does his best? He's number 16 Scottish dancer. Mm. Dean Yendall on the back, so you know he's lighting, riding light. Mm. And he gets, you know, six kilos off the top weight, Val and Declare, who's not going to win this. But this horse just found some some ground that wasn't suitable, I think, last last start. I think he can he can bounce back. He probably I think he also was racing through a while without cover last start. I think he gets a much more economical run from barrier four. And then he has a nice burst of speed, which a lot of these want two mile. Yeah. Like our old mate, uh, number 13, Constantinople. <laughs> Your mate. So I think Scottish Dance is a cracking bet at the $11 on Lowbrokes. Fair enough, mate. Uh, best bet, uh, not best bet, each way bet for me, uh, race nine, Caulfield. Our mate Bjorn has sent a horse down to Melbourne, which has been – Running really well uh, in New South Wales, and that's Frosty Rocks. Big Frosty, the whitest horse you'll ever see. So he's drawn barrier two. He'll roll forward, as he's done in his last few races. He rolls forward, gets challenged, and just holds them off. Mm. He's been super tough. He'll be rock hard fit here. You know you're going to get every chance with the barrier draw. He'll lead. Craig Williams has been in cracking form as of late. You're getting eight dollars fifty at the moment with laddies. I reckon that's a great bet. There's a horse in here that's cost me fortunes, Groundswell. Avoid him like the plague, but watch him run over the top of Frosty Rocks about 20 metres to go. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. Is that yours? Groundswell's my age way better than There that. you go. Taking, taking each other on for a six-pack. Yeah. So I think the tally's actually 5-4 to you. Is so it? Basically, yeah, I'll four one up, and then you've just come home with a wet sail. Uh, real animo type. Yeah. So to refresh people, uh, basically we have a six-pack if on the line if we – basically have the same juicy stakes bets on the line, uh, bets in the same race mm. of the same type too. So each way up against each other in this race. So, yeah, groundswell. I don't know. I think the Freedmans gave me a bit of confidence today. Yeah. Listening to them. Gave a good push. Um, different horse once he's lost his nuts. So honest. Damon Lane on board, I think he'll give us a good sight. Happy to take on Ayrton. I don't think he's going to be wound up here. Yeah, I'm happy to take on Ayrton. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Could be very wrong. But, you know, Frosty Rocks for me gets every chance from that barrier and, and rolls forward. So Absolutely. So, mate, who's your best of the day? I'm with Milne. I think Artorius is the class. Uh, you know, 1,200 metres, core field, that's the blue diamond. Runs a repeat of that. He wins this every day of the week. Luke Curry rode him then, rides him again here. Barrier three take a seat, hopefully gets out and behaves himself because if he does, his turn of 40 is elite. Yeah. So especially at $3.20, I'm more than happy to find out. Yeah. Um, I think I've – I think I tipped number nine, Hearsay. Hearsay. Mm. Uh, the good thing. Good thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, I think like it's, a filly. Yeah. Ran behind Gimme Par. 
last yep. start. So that's pretty red hot form for mine. And I think it'll get better as it gets out further. Um, so she's she's the only filly in the race. She'll I think she'll give herself a good sight. Um, I'm just happy to take on Artorius this yeah. weekend. I think I want to back him for the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, fair. So Jeez, that's um, going to be a cracking race, is it, mate? The three-year-olds this year Ooh, stacked. It's like two years ago. Yeah, like last year is well, they proved to be. You couldn't. Tr- what was it? Three hundred to one. They yeah. won the Caulfield Guineas mm. or whatever it was. Anyway, um, my best of the day is probably Yeah, fair. Race six number one. Against the against the mares, against the Phillies. Only horse I'm scared of is instant celebrity. Sorry, Parlophone. That's right. Um, is it fourteen bucks for a reason or thirteen bucks, sorry, with laddies? Yeah, you're not getting you're not getting that much of a price now. So two dollars twenty with um Le Mexicano getting scratched, but I think probably give us a good sight. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look wouldn't surprise me at all if she won at all. And I'd be happy to see her too, because I'm a fan. Yeah. She had a slight setback. Which is why she's in this race, but big thing for her as well is drawing out. I like that. She yeah. can always just take a sip midfield, three wide cover. Even if she doesn't have cover, I think she's just going to be too good. Yeah, fair. Like four kilos off the bottom. I think, yeah, they're basically the rating difference here is like forty-two. Mm. I think she's just classes above. Yeah, fair. But yeah, interesting. We didn't have Mars Crusader in there. Yeah. Oh, too short for me. Like, he's he's a good horse, but he's got bigger things in mind. Yeah, second in TJ. Mm. Like, he should win. Oh, he should win. Like, there's a lot of horses that are short this weekend at Caulfield. There's a lot of, there's a lot of horses that should win. It's either going to be a terrible day for the bookies or a fantastic day, no in between. Yeah, 100%. So, but best of luck to everyone out there. Gamble responsibly. If you are having a bet, but um, until next week, if you're liking what we're putting out, please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, um, leave us a review on Apple, follow us on Spotify, all that good stuff. But until next week, good luck, drifters. Cheerio. Hooroo.